0: In the 1920s, California real estate developers turned their eyes to the oceanfront area near Galita. The Chumash called the land Aniscollo, meaning manzanita trees. Spanish missionaries forced the Chumash to the mission in Santa Barbara, and a series of shady interactions following the 1842 Rancho Dos Pueblos grant led to John and Pauline Yadaguay purchasing the land in 1915. Their hope was to develop upscale vacation cottages. They wanted their development to have an allure of the exotic, so they used Spanish to name their development, and streets. However, the developers did not speak Spanish, so they combined Spanish words together in ungrammatical ways. Del playa instead of de la playa. Camino pescadero instead of camino de los pescadores or del pescado or something like that. And of course, Isla Vista. <laughs> isla Vista instead of vista de la isla or whatever. But these were not the only mishaps. The Isla Vista subdivisions were built on spec. Think Arrested Development, those of you who have seen that series. They built model homes and advertised mineral rights, hoping that someone would find oil in the area, but there was no oil. There was scant potable water, no sewer systems, and no refuge collection. In short the speculative real estate endeavor of Isla Vista was a colossal failure. Likewise, the women who were among Jesus' closest followers woke up to a colossal failure. Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, mother of James, shout out to my wife, who is also Mary, mother of James, These women had followed Jesus. They saw him feed thousands. They saw him heal countless. Heard him encourage the hopeless and include the marginalized. The women were with him when he entered Jerusalem as crowds shouted with joy and they watched as the religious authorities and occupying Roman empire tried and executed Jesus in the course of hours. Nothing had gone according to plan, according to expectations. Instead of liberating Israel and initiating a new theopolitical state, Jesus was executed, his followers scattered, and the women go out in this pre dawn darkness to tend to Jesus' brutalized body. And what do they find? It's gone. Notice, Jesus doesn't appear in this portion of Luke's narrative. All they have is a missing body and a story from strangers. A story the women tell and no one believes. Yet another slice of patriarchy. Women are entrusted with the greatest news of all times and are dismissed and belittled. Nothing goes according to plan. Maybe you know what that is like. Maybe you've lost a job, ended a relationship, or learned the cancer has come back. Maybe, maybe you watched plans and dreams decimated by two years of pandemic. This Lent, we hear at St. Mike's practice, turning worry into wonder. Turning worry into Into wonder. It's curious how sometimes our plans calcify into worries. Ultimately, the practice of turning worry into wonder is one of letting go, of giving up the white knuckles we wrap around our plans, of giving up control. Recovery communities talk about a similar process. In the third step of the 12 steps, addicts give control to a higher power. Within the context of Christianity, mysticism, and Easter, we could rephrase that in the language of theologian Hans Kung, who speaks of dying into the divine taking our plans, our worries, our fears, our lives, and entrusting them to love eternal, to see how the the same love that resurrected Jesus can turn our worries into wonder. When I was a kid, every Easter morning, a mysterious neighbor would leave peeps on our doorstep, just like one little packet of peeps. Nobody in our house liked peeps. <laughs> they made me both disgusted and also like a little bit curious. Like maybe it was, maybe it's the posture of those little chicks behind the cellophane, or or like their gooey texture, or like their odd smell. it, sounded, it kind of smelled like pharmaceutical to me. <laughs> Whatever it was, I did not want to eat peeps, but I loved getting them. I loved the mystery of them showing up on our front porch. The mystery gift engaged my childish imagination. It helped me wonder. This week I had an experience that engaged a similar wonder. We at St. Mike's got chicks. We got little baby chickens. We have four of them. They're over there in the little house in the little in that little pen. They're over there. They're very cute. They're hanging out under uh, a little heat lamp, a brooding lamp, as I've learned this is called, the little red lamp. So you can go over and check them out. Give them plenty of space and don't try, don't try to handle them or anything, but you can go over and say hi. Um, they're so cute, and while I 'm not a fan of the ham and glam of Easter, like the pink bunnies, the fake grass, seeing baby chicks reminded me reminded me that eggs are such a powerful symbol. There is so much potential in an egg. That potential of life is right there, but it is also hidden. Back when Mary Beth was pregnant with our three boys at various intervals, I remember looking at her belly and wondering who is in there? What will their life be like? What will I learn from them? What are we? Going to share. This week I also learned that traditional ornate Easter eggs are a central part of Ukrainian culture. They're called pisanki. Here are some examples of them. Right they're gorgeous, right? Uh, as I looked at various images of these, they're, they're, they're wax and dye. That's how they make these, make these things. Kind of like when, we, when I was a kid, we used to take crayons and, and draw on them and then dye them. But this is like slightly more complicated. <laughs> As I looked at images of these ornate eggs, I wondered, what can God do with this? How can love transform this war? What can the future look like in the Ukraine and in the world? I wonder. I wonder what you current UCSB students can and will teach us. I wonder what the future will hold for those little children who are about to be unleashed on that egg hunt out there. It's going to be a lot of fun. I wonder what we can all do Collectively, to heal the wounds of systemic racism and thwart the horrors of climate change, I wonder what love, the love that resurrected Jesus, can do with us now. It gets scary, but we can all wonder still. Back here in Isla Vista, we rewind to that colossal fa- failure that was a, the abandoned wasteland by the sea, where nothing went according to plan. The land lay dormant for years. Then World War II brought the Marines who set up barracks and IV. And after the war, the University of California Regents bought Isla Vista and the surrounding land for $10. <laughs> <laughs> Ten dollars. In 1953, Santa Barbara College was relocated from the Santa Barbara foothills, and thanks to the GI Bill, the target population of 2,500 students in 1954 jumped to 10,000 in 1958. 10,000. Today, there are 23,196 undergraduates. 2,983 graduate students. There are six Nobel laureates, 60 Guggenheim fellows, and over 200 majors, degrees, and credentials at UCSB. What was once a wasteland is now a thriving community that is transforming the world. This is Easter. Nothing has gone according to plan, but love eternal shows a way when there was none. Amen.